Hi, it's um, 5.26 p.m. Philippine Standard Time. This is Omar WJ Show. It's um, Omar WJ speaking. It's uh, 24 degrees here, uh, centigrade. And um, the weather says it feels like 29. Feels okay to me. And uh, there's supposed to be a 99% chance of rain. I found this on the Gray Zone, which with uh, which is hosted by Sean Illig, and it's put out by the Vox Channel, and it uh, has rattled me to my bones. So I thought I'd share it with you of what's coming, it is easy to imagine all the ways it might change the world. And then there are all the ways it might change the world that we can't imagine. So what do we need to know about AI right now? What are the questions we should be asking? And how should we be preparing for whatever's coming? I'm Sean Elling, and this is The Gray Area. Today's guest is Stuart Russell. He's a professor of computer science at UC Berkeley and one of our foremost authorities on artificial intelligence. Russell spends a lot of time thinking about what people call the control problem. And it's basically exactly what it sounds like. It's about figuring out how to build AI systems that align with our values and interests. In other words, building AI that won't harm humanity. And that is, as you might suspect, much easier said than done. So I invited Stuart onto the show to talk about the challenges. This is a conversation about the state of AI, the potential risks and benefits of it, and whether it's an illusion to think that we can ever control it. We began by discussing Stuart's work and what's weighing on his mind right now. Stuart Russell, welcome to the gray area. It's nice to be with you, Sean. I would love to start by way of introduction for the audience by asking you to just explain briefly, if you can, the sort of work you do on artificial intelligence and where your concerns and interests lie. So I've been doing AI for about 45 years. And for most of that time, I've been working on how do we make computers more intelligent? And I've worked in almost all areas of AI, robotics, vision, language, as well as the core areas of reasoning and decision-making and learning. And in the last 10 years or so, I've been actively considering the following question. Assuming that AI systems eventually become more intelligent than humans, how do we retain power over systems that are more powerful than ourselves forever? You know, this is this is a topic, it's a big topic, one I've wanted to dive into on the show for a while now, but it's always been a little intimidating because it's so far outside my own intellectual background, which is more in philosophy and politics. I'm aware of the big picture developments in AI. I know how potentially 
world-altering this technology is and might be. But again, I don't have a lot of expertise here, so I want to treat this as an opportunity to learn what's most important and get a sense of the questions, the problems, the threats we should all be thinking about now. When you think about the state of AI at this moment, what feels most urgent to you? What excites you? What scares you? So I think it's important to understand that almost nobody is saying that the state of AI right now is such that we have to worry about AI systems taking over the world, if you want to put it that way. They still exhibit many limitations and they're at least the latest generation, the large language models like ChatGPT, don't exhibit the kinds of decision-making capabilities and planning capabilities that you would need to take over the world. Uh, you can try playing chess with them, for example. They're pretty hopeless. They pretend well for a few moves, and then they'll play a move that's completely illegal because they haven't actually learned the rules properly. So there's a lot of progress that we still need to make before we reach systems that are fully comparable or better than a human mind. So the things people are concerned about right now with the technology we already have, disinformation would probably be number one, the fact that these systems can be directed to generate highly targeted, personalized propaganda to convince an individual based on everything the system can find out about that person of anything you want to convince them of. It could do that not just in a single email or blog post or whatever, but it could do that over several months. So people are very worried about that being weaponized by nation states, by criminals, by pol you know, unscrupulous politicians who would produce deep fakes of their opponents doing naughty things all kinds of issues like that. And these are very real, and we're starting to see them already happening. And a, a, a bunch of other serious concerns, one that has surfaced recently is defamation. Systems making up crimes, not being directed to do so, but just because they hallucinate, they say things that have no basis in truth, but making up defamatory statements about real individuals. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of lawsuits happening already. You mentioned chat GPT-4. It was released earlier this year. It was all the rage. It seemed for a while there it was the only thing anyone was talking about. And the, the capabilities of it seem to shock a lot of people who track these sorts of things. What did you make of it? Were you stunned by it? Did it feel like a genuine breakthrough to you? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I sort of play a little game with myself. I go to a dinner party. It's how long before the... Chat GPT word is mentioned. <laughs> we didn't make it five minutes here. Um, both Chat GPT in November and and then Chat GPT Plus or GPT Four, which came out in March of this year. I mean, they are surprising in their capabilities. And you know, I, I hear some people say, "Oh yeah, yeah, we predicted this," but I don't think that's really true. Even the people who built them didn't predict how well they would do. But you have to separate out two things, right? There's the ability to generate fluent, coherent English text, or in fact, in many languages. And it's very hard for us to see fluent, coherent text without perceiving intelligence in it. And 
there's a little mental exercise I think is help take a piece of paper from a book look at that piece of paper it's got all this fluent coherent intelligent text on it but the piece of paper isn't intelligent it never occurs to us that the piece of paper is intelligent it's just conveying the intelligence of the human being who wrote that text so the large language models like chat gpt are somewhere between a piece of paper and uh you know a real human intellect that's a big gap <laughs> right literally we don't know where they are along that spectrum right how much of what they're doing is simply reflecting the fact that they've been trained on vast quantities of fluent coherent text and just to give you an example right if you build a much much simpler language model where you take the preceding three words and you predict the next word which you can almost do with a, a giant lookup table, right? You can just build a table of all three-word sequences that occur in text, and what's the next word that happens after that three-word sequence? That does a pretty good job of generating fluent, coherent, grammatical text. It does seem to have a short-term memory problem in that it'll forget halfway through the sentence what it was talking about and start talking about something different. But that points to this fact that fluency, grammaticality, in generating natural language has to be factored out because you can do that with no intelligence whatsoever with these incredibly simple models. And ChatGPT is just like that three-word predictor except it's a 3,000-word predictor. It takes the previous 3,000 words and predicts the next word. And in order to do that, it probably has learned some stuff about the world but we don't know what it's learned and we don't know how it works. But it is, as you say, pretty surprising what it can do. Yeah, I mean, even when you use a, a word like learn, it just it implies a kind of agency. You know, I mean, humans... So I'm going to stop that there and play this other thing that I recorded, uh, which pretty shocked me, pretty much shocked me. So this is... Um Yuval Noah um, Harari, and he says, AI is the end of human-dominated history. This is the end of human history, the end of human-dominated history. History will continue with somebody else in control. In five years, there'll be a technology that can make decisions independently and that can create new ideas independently. Maybe they'll be nice. Maybe they'll solve cancer and climate change, but we are not sure. I'm tending to think of it more in, in terms of, of, of really an alien invasion, an alien fleet of spaceships coming from planet Zircon or whatever with, with highly intelligent beings. This is what we are facing, except that the aliens are not coming in spaceships from planet Zircon. They are coming from the laboratory. If the humans are divided among themselves and are in an, in an arms race, then it's, it becomes almost impossible to contain this alien intelligence. This is the end of human history. The end of. Well, that. Um, I'm sorry. That. Um, that isn't more upbeat. And that was. A that guy's name is H-A-R-A-R-I. Um, I think he's famous for this book called Homo Sapiens. Um, 
got a couple of notes here that are things that were new to me. There's a planet called K218b, and it's got methane and CO2 in the in its atmosphere, and it's a really big planet. Uh, it's like over a hundred light years from Earth, and uh, this the summer of uh, 2023 is the hottest summer of your life, and it's the hottest summer, I mean, of your life so far. And they also said 1.5 Celsius um, increase has been reached. And in 2023 in the USA, 15 cops have been shot dead in ambushes, and a total of 83 have been ambushed and shot, which um, really kind of bums me out. Wish I had some good... Oh, here's a joke I heard. Man walks into a bar and says, Hey, do you have any helicopter chips here? Bartender says, No. We only have plane. So that's a pun. Um, P-L-A-I-N is plane. But he's, the bartender said P-L-A-N-E. So this is Omar W.J. with uh, today's podcast. And it's 13 minutes long. I'm so sorry. Um, primary mission here is to entertain... Secondary is to instruct, and I'll listen to the rest of that show about AI because um, that really scares me.